0: And with that being said, let's go ahead and get started. Hey guys, in this episode, Stefan and co-host Ed Ray are joined by Chase Harmer, a very successful entrepreneur with over 20 years of experience building businesses, leading companies and creating the coolest stuff on the internet. Here's a glimpse of the exclusive insights you're about to discover. The driver's seat mindset shift that will help you achieve goals as an entrepreneur that might seem impossible at first. The three key negotiation techniques that enable Chase to successfully close multiple seven and eight figure deals. The secret juice that keeps a business going, especially when facing hurdles and needing to pivot. I hope you enjoy. Cool. So, um, we have, uh, and I'm gonna do this anonymous one, and then we'll bring Jack on, maybe. Go for it. Cool. So, this one's a uh, just one around mindset, and it's from anonymous attendee. So that's why I'm not bringing anonymous attendee on. But they're just, um, you know, they're they're starting out. Said I want to hit the target of making ten thousand dollars a month, but I cannot imagine myself making that money. How do you change your self image? Even now, you want to scale your company even bigger. Um, so it's really a question about mindset so i'd love to hear your take on mindset chase and then maybe i'll share mine
1: too but i'd love to hear yours first sure <clears throat> well i mean you know when we were building technology i gotta tell you i had no tech i had no experience so everyone said hey use india so I-, I went to india and i wasted nine months of my life and a few hundred <laughs> thousand dollars and i had to start over <laughs> so um what i can tell you is that that's that's a really mind that's a mind fuck. that's what that's called um you know but what you want to do is you just have to manifest and believe in yourself and, and it's i think the hardest thing to do is to continue to believe in yourself and continue to believe in like oh i can make that ten thousand thousand dollars when you've never made that kind of money before but it's really putting yourself in that driver's seat you know imagining yourself in that lamborghini you know like cliche right but it's actually true um and because everything that happens with with building a company or even you know building income it's challenging that's why most people can't do it because you know they don't have what it takes to make it, and it's not that I'm any different than 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 anybody that we're, that's on the show. Is that we're all created the same? It's it, but it's it's um it's being able to take the abuse, <laughs> as I call it. You have to be able to be humble. I started this company. I had a big ego, and I completely I have now. All I have is empathy and. Um, and I, and I, and I really try to understand where people are coming from and it, and it just comes from a mindset and, um, of, of really just believing that you can do it and, and just continually going down that path, no matter what comes in, in, in your way. So,
0: yeah, that's awesome, man. That's a great answer. Yeah. One, um, I think the first person I heard this from was from, uh, from Kam Mirza who ended up, uh, getting a lot of trouble for a variety of reasons, but I thought it was good advice regardless. Um, he talked about like, like go like rent, like, you know, you want a nice car, like go rent a nice car for a day, you know, mm-hmm. or like rent, like, and rent a really nice house via Airbnb for a day, even if it's a stretch for you. But I like, just do that stuff. Cause it's one thing to sort of have it as this weird, distant concrete, like, or, or, you know, abstract thing. And it's another to like, once you are behind that wheel and you're driving all day and you see yourself in the car and like, not one does it kind of motivate you, but it just becomes more real. Cause you're like, okay, I, I've actually, I've touched the steering wheel. I've. Driven around, or I, I woke up and saw the ocean from like this beautiful place. And so I thought, you know, that was actually really get like a good piece of advice. I mean, I, you know, I like to fly like I fly private a decent amount. Although, re- lately, I, I've, I've kind of like, I'm to your point of like, w- then you're like, man, I spent so much money flying private. I could have invested yeah. this and done all these other things. So I'm yeah. kind of, intentionally cutting back on that. Like I'll still do it, but I'm not like, if it's like me going somewhere, I'm like, I can just fly commercial. I don't need to be an idiot. Um, until I get to that point where it's, I'm not an idiot because right, I just made so much money, who cares? But like yeah. the point being, but, but I will say when after I did that for the first time, it was always a dream. It's like my income kept increasing or the first time I was like in like, a really nice house, like as you start getting those things, you generally, you start to see yourself as this, as this like successful person. Right. Yeah. And then that begets more success. And so it doesn't have to mean that you fly on private jets and shit, but it can just be like, again, like go rent out like a nice brand new car. I mean, if you're, even if you're things like, I don't care if it's a luxury car, I just want a nice new car of leather seats, like go to enterprise and rent like a nice car of leather seats. Um, I think that kind of stuff really can make a big difference too. So I yeah, just I add, would, add that.
1: I would say too, you know, I'm really hard on myself and I compare myself to other people. What I would not do is compare yourself to other people and say, oh, my God, look at what they're doing. Oh, my God, they're so much better than me. Look at what. So but if you continually just concentrate on being a better version of yourself than the day before, then you're always making progress and you're always getting gaining traction. And I think that's a good way to look at it. Um, So that way you're not it's not self-defeating to try to constantly compare yourself to other people.
0: Yeah, I think that's really important advice. and not measuring your self worth and value with dollars either. Right. For as much as we were entrepreneurs. So I love dollars cause it helps me keep score and I love winning and all of that. But I mean, like it's at the end of the day, if you're just, comp- cause once you start looking at your dollars and there's always someone who's making more than you, right. And then you start comparing your dollars to somebody else. And so the compare, you know, the comparisons are, are, are not at all beneficial, uh, they're detrimental. Yep. And this is, I remember I was at Edo keeps mastermind a couple of years ago, several years ago now, 20. 16 and maybe maybe 17. And I you know started to have success with my first offer and um you know but we were having like a down period where we were doing twenty to thirty thousand dollars a day, right? And like this this period, and like um I'd you know had days before where I was doing seventy to a hundred thousand and I remember Ed from Stage was like, Um, you know, Stefan, like what are you doing? And I was I was so sheepish and embarrassed because like I'd, I'm like, oh, right now we're just only, you know, doing 20,000, 25,000. And like, and then he's like, okay. And like, he moved on, not because of the amount, but because of how weird I responded to the question. <laughs> and like, you know, and then I realized I'm like, man, like, you know, go back in time, like a year before that. And he told me I would make like, you know, have a business that was doing 20 to 30,000 a day. I've been like, oh my God, like, you know, like that, that's impossible or not impossible, but I would've thought it was this. So I realized like, why am I just like measuring my value based on the revenue my company is doing is such bullshit um mm-hmm. and uh so yeah just just like a, yeah not comparing and not you know your self worth is not tied to like the amount of uh, again yeah, we we know people who are even people in the 100 million mastermind right i'll think of a certain pastor i won't bring him up by name but the guy you know mm-hmm. was uh successful financially and all that and then when you know things went to shit for him and and there's lots of people making lots of money who are miserable and who hate their lives and there's lots of people who are you know, on the way up who aren't making as much as they maybe ultimately will, but who are thrilled with life and love every moment. So
1: I didn't necessarily hear that story, but, um, I'm curious to know now. You yeah. If
0: you, to- if you just Google him, he had a pretty bad fall from grace. Um,
1: but he'll be okay.
0: Um, so Ed, cool. I think we got two questions for people we could, we could bring sure. on. You want to do that?
1: Yeah, excellent. Let's do it. Uh, so I'm gonna read the, basically the, the gist of the question and then bring the person on so they can, conf- so they can finish it. Uh, Awesome, so we have Jack Ainley asking about negotiation, essentially. Mm-hmm. What about it? Cool. Jack, what's there up, man? Go. Good morning, can you guys hear me? Yes, yeah. Sir. Hey, how are you? Yeah, hey, I just had a quick question. And Like in your industry, it just appears that you're regularly involved in some probably high intense negotiations and presentations. So essentially, I just wanted to get your view on negotiation, sales, and some of the methods, methods and tactics that you utilize when you go into these meetings. Well, I always, uh, I always let the other person talk first, right? (laughs) So I never actually, I I used to feel like I had to fill in the space um, with the talking, but Mm -hmm. um, what I realized is that I talk myself into the deal. Like I basically set the stage and then I actually close the stage, but if they, a lot of times they'll tell you and the number will be like, you know, their starting point was way better than what you were thinking. Right. So I feel like if you actually let them talk and you ask pointed questions, my whole sales is a conversation, right? I really want to know what their problems are and how I can help solve their problems. And I focus on those problems. And then the pain becomes so great and they realize the pain is so great and that they realize that I'm the way that they're going to fix their problem they're willing to pay the price that I'm, that I'm offering them. And, and they're usually telling me what they're willing to pay during that conversation at the same time. So I feel like the more questions you ask and the more information you can gather from that conversation, the more powerful um, and, the, and the more leverage you'll have in that conversation for a negotiation. So hopefully cool. that was helpful. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks
0: for the question, Jack. Yeah, Chase, I learned that from one of my best friends who's also an attorney and does a bunch of stuff with me, but was just like never putting out the first number. Cause it works two different ways. Right. One is if you're negotiating with somebody to hire them, I feel like they will like in my head, maybe I'm like, Oh, I'll pay this person like $10,000 a month. And then you're like, Oh, what are you looking for? And they're like 5,000. Yeah. And you're like, okay. Right. Like it's like, (laughs) it's like every time it's like hardly ever, um, that you see, you know, they, they go higher than you expected. And, Vice versa, I don't want to be the person saying 5,000 when they're going to pay me 10,000. So, um, I think it's okay. a really good strategy. Okay. In,
1: bank, in Bank negotiations, like in, in they always are trying to screw you some way. So like, I always feel like they give you what the screw is and then you can actually negotiate hard back at them. If they really want your business and they realize the opportunity of, of what you're going to deliver for them, they usually will bend, but, um, you know, that's obviously a process, uh, but they usually start that too. 100 percent cool awesome last question here from lyle uh about if you ever experienced a challenging hurdle
0: Want to in lyle Let's, uh... my life is full of challenging
1: hurdles. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can you hear me yeah we hey, can lyle. hear you
0: lyle yeah what's up man? <laughs> hey man
1: hey stefan hey ed hey um chase hey I'm sure you've had plenty of challenging hurdles, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, but great to hear you guys are doing really well now, and that you're like disrupting a major industry, which is pretty awesome. Um, so, what I wanted to know is like, was there ever a time where you thought Pace Certified might not work, or where you kind of had to had to pivot majorly and change the business, and how did you manage that situation? Um, well, of course, yep. um, You know, uh, you know, building what we have, uh, you know, so just just to give you some context, you know, we I raised twenty two million dollars in this space is nothing by the way um and in the next lowest to me to build something even remotely similar was 180 million so like you know i did it for a lot less money and because of that because i'm a guy that that's trying to capture cash at the same time while you're building um it's it's uh you 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 do have challenges and i think if you're not pivoting if you're not willing to be flexible in your idea because i could tell you where we started this business when i thought i was going to do 150 million and all that good stuff um you know i had a vision for what that looked like and to what we have today one million degrees different it's not even the same company right you know so like you know i think where you start just be flexible in your idea because you're gonna to have to pivot a million times and then there'll be times where shit, like oh my god like. You know, CBD or whatever. you know it's like you you constantly are pivoting making these adjustments so that way you can capture market share but still actually stay alive and build the technology at the same time. So it's a constant give and take. And um, flexibility is the most uh, important thing. So if you're willing to be flexible and you're willing to pivot, um, and not necessarily change the whole direction of the company, but, know hey you know it would be good if we did this yes it's going to require a lot more work but look at all this this the future right and i think just constantly keeping your eyes on the future and what's happening and what's happening what do you think is going to happen in front of you right is your business is it sustainable Is, is people going to be using credit cards in 20 years yeah probably right so like are they going to be doing things differently using it on mobile wallets? thinking about all these things like if i didn't actually plan for a mobile wallet that's a pivot, really, right? It's because we understand that this is a consumer market that we can't touch, but now we can because we have this device that connects me and this consumer, right? Now it's not business to business anymore; it's business to consumer, and and um, you know, pivoting is like part of the deal. So, um, I think if you talk to any entrepreneur, um, the successful entrepreneur, they'll they'll tell you the same thing that um, that that pivoting really is is the juice that kind of keeps you going. Really, um, that's what I think. So. Cool. I don't know if I answered the question anymore. <laughs> I think I did
0: It's Like loud. Well, does that help? Yeah, yeah. Cool. Thank you. Awesome. Sweet. Chase, one question for you before, and then we'll, we'll wrap up here. I don't think we have any other questions in the Q and A. So, um, but how do you just a follow up? I mean, how do you, how do you differentiate between pivoting because it's like the intelligent thing to do and, uh, having shiny
1: object syndrome and kind of jumping around from thing to thing. Well, because of the fact that um when we built these rails my I'm a very creative person and I like immediately saw like a gazillion like opportunities and you know I started chasing you know rabbits down holes and what you find is that you waste time you waste money and you're unfocused And the staff your team doesn't really know what the fuck you're doing they're like what the fuck are we doing are we doing this or are we doing that <laughs> I have no idea so I think um, you really have to have a key focus, which for us now is clear. It's like, Hey, listen, our, our go-to-market is, is we go after the ad dollars and we pull down on the rest of the relationship. That's our focus. Right. And that's, and getting everybody in line with that gets everybody focused with a process because you can't have process. If you're constantly changing, chasing new things all the time, there is no process about that. So having a process, having a clear directive for the company, that'll actually help you keep everyone focused in the company and keep you guys on point, um, chasing stuff all the time. It's super easy to do, um, especially have a, if you have a versatile product that can do different things or, you know, if you're in digital commerce and there's a gazillion things you can sell, I think, um, but you have to stay focused with something core that keeps you guys stabilized, because otherwise there is no stabilization and you're just a m- bunch of mad people running around with, like you no, know, <laughs> with, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, it can end up being real bad and cost you a lot of money and it, and ultimately that just costs you time, so. Um, so, yeah,
0: no, that makes sense. Awesome, man. All right. That's just about it for today. Before we finish, though, let me share a little bit more about how you can stay in touch with me. I have a private email list where I share high level tricks, strategies, and insights about copywriting, entrepreneurship, mindset, and more. In fact, often my podcasts are based on topics I first emailed out to my list weeks or even months earlier. So if you want to get brand new stuff from me every single day, go to stefanpaulgeorgi.com forward slash subscribe. These emails are often upwards of a thousand words, and I send them every day. So make sure you really can commit to engaging with me on that level. But as long as you can, and you should, because I do drop a ton of value in these emails, go apply to join my list today. And again, the web address is stefanpaulgeorgi.com forward slash subscribe. And in case you don't know how to spell my name, which is okay, it is S-T-E-F-A-N, Paul, and then my last name is Georgi, G-E-O-R-G-I.com. So, com forward slash subscribe, and I will see you in my email list.